Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Live from the Vegas Strip, welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi and we are excited to share some big news. We have a new flagship station here in Vegas. It's our pleasure to welcome KMZQ 670 AM to our network. And in case you're wondering, it really is on the Strip. It's right near the Mandalay Bay Hotel in the Tropicana. Now, in case you're wondering, our format will not change as we continue to bring the best of Vegas through great guests and regular contributors. Today, you'll meet Mark Maynard, a very talented singer who presents an incredible tribute to Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Our team of Vegas experts are here, including your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, and Mr. Big with the Vintage Vegas Crime Blotter. Two new contributors are featured today as well, Tiger Todd, who you met last week, and nutritionist Melissa Anderson, who will discuss health in the desert. realize that Las Vegas is the place to go for the very best tribute acts for some of the really great shows. We've had them all on. It starts with Elvis. Everybody knows that and goes on. we got a great one today. His name is Mark Maynard. You know, you don't see a lot of people that do Frankie Valley, so I'm really excited to uh, talk with Mark. Mark's on kind of a semi-regular on the Dennis Bono show. You can see him over at the South Point for Dennis's show or hear him on Dennis's radio show. And also, he's got a couple of events coming up. The big one is on Saturday, April 16th. And you also can see an encore performance of something he did the other night over at Henderson. It was sold out. People loved it, so they're bringing him back. It's at the Firelight Barn Dinner Theater in Henderson. It's a lot of fun. Well, Mark, what a great pleasure having you on. Were you a Frankie Valley fan from uh, your earliest days? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'd like to just say thank you so much, Stephen, for uh, getting me onto your program today. Um, yes, the Frankie Valley. Uh, I've always loved all of the great harmonies of the Four Seasons and his incredible falsetto. Uh, really, a man who uh, just brings it and makes it really happen. A lot of great energy, a lot of fun. And um, I had the privilege of meeting directly with Frankie Valley. Can I share a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. That? absolutely. All right. So uh, Frankie Valley was doing a show here in Las Vegas at the Desert Inn. And this was in the month of December. Okay, 1993 was the year, and uh, some friends of mine who had heard me do some work with uh, some of the Las Vegas show bands, uh, we would get occasionally a request uh, from the four, the four Seasons. And so as a result, I was told uh, 
over and over again from friends and people who had heard me the first time, wow, you really have a real close uh, resemblance uh, appearance-wise to Frankie Valley, and you sound just like the guy. He's performing in Las Vegas at the DI. You ought to make arrangements to go over and see him. And so I did exactly that. Uh, His tour manager took my phone call. I shared with him... um, who I am, that I live here in Las Vegas, and I was seeking to have an opportunity to visit directly with Frankie Valley. So uh, the gentleman's name was John Bowers, the tour director for Frankie, and he said, I'm going to talk to Frankie about you, and uh, and then I'll get back with you. Well, he got back with me a couple hours later, and he said, so, uh, Mark, uh, Frankie is very curious about you. So he has agreed to meet with you after one of his shows over here, he said, you come on in. After the show, you're going to get a chance to meet directly with him. So uh, the first thing I did, knowing that I was going to get a chance to meet with Frankie, was I went out, I bought a new suit. It was a double-breasted Eisenhower-style suit, and I bought a new pair of shoes. I got a haircut. Sometimes the first impression is the only one you're going to get, right? So um, I made all of that, took all of that action, went in, saw his show, and after the show, I was able to visit directly with Frankie Valley, And um, big, long parade of people uh, standing there in line to, to see him, to get his autograph, all of that. So I really cut to the chase. He said, well, Mark, he said, what, do, what are we doing here today? He said, I'm, I'm a bit curious about you. And I said, well, sir, I said, I'm here to ask for your permission, your blessing. I said, I want to portray you in a live uh uh, on stage, uh, d- doing all of your great songs, no lip syncing. I want to get every note as close as I possibly can to how you deliver. And I said, that's why I'm here tonight to visit with you and to, you know, hopefully you'll give me your permission to do this. Well, he looked so uh, uh, a little bit confused. He said, wait a minute. He said, so you want to be me on stage? I said, yes, sir, that's exactly right. And I could tell from his expression, like, I said, well, sir, Frankie, has no one ever approached you about this before? He said, Mark, you're the first guy ever to come and talk to me about this. Then he paused, and he's got such a great sense of humor. He said, because, you know, I got friends. And I I said, yes, sir, I know you do. You've got friends in New York and Philadelphia. You've got friends in Las Vegas. You've got friends all over the world. So I, I knew what he was implying. He said, you know, you did the right thing to come and see me about this. He said, uh, he said, I appreciate that. And he said, but before I can give you any kind of answer, I need to hear you sing. So there I am on the spot, acapella, no music. And I broke into that song. You probably will remember working my way back to you, babe. He liked it. He's nodding and he's smiling, but he stopped me. And he said, you know what? He said, that's good, but I want something more. So I knew then that what he wanted probably was this big song, Sherry, you know, 1962, the big song, Sherry. So I broke into that song, Sherry. Now he's a big smile. He's nodding. He says, I love it. He says, I like what I see. I like what I hear. And then he said, by the way, where did you get that suit? <laughs> and so I said, oh, good, good. I'm thinking in the back of my mind. Okay, he, he likes what he sees here, too. So I told him, I said, I got this suit. And he says, John, his tour manager, John, uh, take some notes here. And John's over there, and he's writing this stuff down. And uh, so then Frankie says, okay, so here's what I'm going to do, Mark. I'm going to give you my blessing. You have my permission. I want you to go out and enjoy performing. He says, "Um, I tell you what, he said, you might be able to make some money with this, because I have. (laughs) We both laughed. And I said, yes, sir, you, you certainly have. 
More with Mark Maynard, who in 1991, when Frankie Valley heard Maynard presenting his tribute, well, Valley encouraged him to keep doing it. We'll hear more from Mark Maynard in just a moment. Time now, though, to look back to the days of Vintage Vegas with Mr. Big. Today, a story of a fire. We like talking about the great old hotels as part of the Vegas crime blotter, and one of them was the El Rancho. And you might remember back then, there was a big fire with the El Rancho. Uh, Tell us more about it, Mr. Big. Well, as we know, the Rancho was a nice hotel, a nice hotel because, you know, people liked going there, like staying there. It was a nice time for everybody that went out of the way, as many places did in Vegas, do the nicest job they could for their customers. One day, the hotel caught fire and was destroyed. The room survived, not so much the casino. Now, what's interesting, too, is why that hotel casino caught fire, right? They never really got to the bottom of it. Many reasons were looked at about why. One of the more popular ones is it was an arson because one night one of the people from the Chicago outfit was there, had too much to drink, started doing the stupid things that drunks tend to do. They threw him out. So he came back and uh, started a fire, get the revenge. Hmm, funny that. A mafia people doing arson to get revenge. Who knew? Thanks, Mr. Big. And remember, we open the Vintage Vegas Crime Water every week on Vegas Never Sleeps. And you can check out everything about Mr. Big at MilwaukeeMob.com. He's got everything there. Books on crime, books on gambling, some really great merchandise. you got to go to it. It's MilwaukeeMob.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-979-4317. 800-979-4317. That's 800-979-4317. Did Louis the Coin really soak the sheets with red wine in Rome? Yes. Did he really tell a federal court after testing positive for cocaine in his 70s that he only used coke for sex? Yes. Well, you can get these tales and more in the great book, You Thought It Was More, Adventures of the World's Greatest Counterfeiters. It's available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at louisthecoinbook.com. That's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at louisthecoinbook.com. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. You hear Mr. Big every week on this show. Now Mr. Big invites you to visit him online and save some money. All his books are now on Kindle, and he's got a variety of books, fiction and nonfiction, including The Life and Times of Frank Balisteri, books on casino games, and much more. You can buy the Kindle and save even more money. Go to MilwaukeeMob.com. That's MilwaukeeMob.com. That's MilwaukeeMob.com.
Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi, and I'm chatting with Mark Maynard, who, in his tribute to Frankie Valley, sings with total artistry and delivers the Valley falsetto, which really can't be faked. And he was so, uh, Stephen, he was so encouraging. Um, he was such a down-to-earth guy. Because you can imagine, I was feeling quite nervous about the whole thing. But he appreciated that I came, that I visited with him directly. And so he said, so we can both carry the torch here. He said, who knows, you might be in Las Vegas and I might be in uh, Atlantic City. Well, here's the irony of it all. Because um, soon after I knew that, that was my big feather in my cap to get Frankie Valley to tell me I can enjoy this and have fun with it. Then I met with Johnny Stewart. Now, you might know John. He's the guy who put together Legends in Concert. And so Johnny, uh, he, uh, his uh, assistant, uh, Nelson Foster, was his right-hand man. And so Nelson got in touch with me, and he says, Johnny wants to do, uh, you know, have an uh, opportunity to hear you and and uh, make a decision here. He might like to add you to the cast. Well, Johnny, we, I did an audition for Johnny, and um, and Johnny's a real uh, fast guy as far as he comes in. He'll hear a little bit, and then he's got to go running out the door to do some other stuff. So I put together a four-song medley. It had Sherry, it had uh, Big Girls Don't Cry, it had Walk Like a Man, and it had Dawn. So um, I, it was a four. It was four songs for four minutes, just a little bit of each song, and a nice little transition from one song to the other. So I figured I better give it the best shot. I've only got five, four or five minutes with this guy. So I did those, and John sat there, and he says, wow. He says, you got some more? I want to hear some more. I, I looked at Nelson, and he looked at me, and he says, well, you better go for it, kid. You've got his attention now. So then I went into the, the 70s with, uh, you know, swearing to God and who loves you and you know, these songs that were big in those years. But Johnny booked me in Atlantic City then uh, with his show out there. Uh, he says, you're going to go on the boardwalk. If anybody knows Frankie's music, you're basically in, in Frankie Valley's backyard. And he oh, says, yeah. you're going to go out there and you're going to entertain. I got in. It's a t- standard 12-week contract with the Legends show. And I got into my second week. Now I've got all these people that are involved with the show, the production manager, Johnny himself comes out to see me how it's going. And he says, all right, we want to keep you longer than 12 weeks. I said, Johnny, I don't think I can do that. And he says, why? Well, Stephen, at that point in time, I was a full-time employee with the Clark County Parks Department. And the Parks Department were so generous and so kind to allow me to take a leave of absence for 12 weeks to have my little time on stage, you know, to be the little rock star, you might say, right? Right. And so, but the the deal was, you do your your uh, little thing out there in Atlantic City, and then when the contract expires, then you come back, you put on the steel po- steel toe boots, and you go back out there and take care of what has to happen uh, for us. That was the agreement. So I said, I've got to return in twelve weeks. Well, he said, really? He said, is there anything we can possibly do that they would allow you to stay out here longer? I said, you're going to have to get directly in touch with them. The Clark County commissioners, everybody that's involved with our park system. And they did that. And next thing you know, 
the park system said, okay, we're going to allow this to happen. I ended up being out there for just over five months. So the funny thing getting back to uh, Frankie Valley was that uh, I came back to Las Vegas and I went to see him do another performance here in Las Vegas. And uh, he comes, the music starts, he comes walking out and guess what he's wearing? The very, <laughs> the very uh, double-breasted Eisenhower, uh, it was, and actually it was a shade, of, it was some shade of purple. He really liked that suit, and he came walking out wearing that same suit months later when I got to see him for, this, for the second time. You know, when, you, when he gave you kind of the okay, that had to give you a certain confidence. Because if he'd have come back and said, like, you know, I really don't want you to you can do whatever you want, but I, I, I don't care for this sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. w- w- would that have stopped you in your tracks, do you think? Uh, you know, was it one of those things where kind of getting his approval before him, which almost never happens, right? was kind of a thing, you know, you knew you could do it, and now you got the, the actual guy saying you can do it. What, what better thing for great self-confidence? Well, you've got a you've got a very strong point there, and I agree uh, completely with what you're saying. And you know, uh, I actually had someone else uh, approach me with that question. That's a great question. What would have have I done? Well, I jokingly said my answer to the first time I heard this question was, "Well, I wouldn't have done it." Okay, I would have probably be, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, Portraying Johnny Cash, which is a long shot from a falsetto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, you're right. He could have actually, – actually, you're right. He could have said, Mark, I'd rather you not do this. Back with more in just a moment from Mark Maynard, the Frankie Valley tribute artist that was handpicked by Valley himself. Last week, you met the dynamic Tiger Todd, discussing his efforts to address one of America's biggest challenges, homelessness. Tiger is with us again this week to discuss prevention. Let's talk about how you prevent this, because you talk about a connection with kids and prevention. We don't want to even see our kids get into this world. What can we do now early to kind of prevent this from uh, happening? That's a, a terrific question, Steve. I think that we, we have to keep in mind, you know, whenever you interact with someone, let's suppose you're going on a job interview. Let's say you're doing, you know, you, you have to go with some sort of intention. And what's the intention of a job interview? To get them to want to hire you, right? So, so maybe the first thing is just to have this philosophy of what turns a human into a homeless adult, right? And so if we're talking prevention, we have to first start with our human, that what we want that child, that teenager to turn out to be is someone who is, I'm going to say like us, right? If you're managing home, right? If you've completed a a degree program, some sort of certification, you're earning, you're contributing, you literally want that that kid to become an adult like you, maybe faster, maybe, maybe more successful. What we don't want, obviously, is for them to turn to something else. Well, if human beings, if your kids are human, and human beings become what they learn, then the best way to prevent that is to deliver information in the household in a way that does not, I don't know, I guess, lead them down the path of those four habits. Now, Steve, your question, was that, um, let's say we're talking parents, right? We could mm-hmm. say, how do we prevent that in schools, right? How do we prevent that? Yeah. I just know when I, when I looked at my life, right, and uh, how I became inoculated against it. Now, I wasn't inoculated from losing jobs. I wasn't inoculated from 
ending up trying to find another place to live. I wasn't inoculated from, you know, repeated marriages, right? Those things I did not learn in my household. But I always knew that whatever this philosophy was that was implanted in me in my in my dad and mom's house was one that would make, you know, I'm, homelessness is not in my career path. More with Tiger Todd next week of Hero School, which is igniting rapid and lasting changes with the homeless, houseless, and hopeless at the speed of movies. Visit heroschool.us. That's heroschool.us. Ciao, I am Giada Valenti. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are talking with Mark Maynard, who met Frankie Valli following a concert and then asked him permission to perform as a tribute artist. Mark also did an impromptu performance at Valley's request. My eyes adore you, though I never laid a hand on you. Like a million miles away from me, you couldn't see how I adored you. So close, so close, and yet so far. But, uh, you know, he was so generous and kind, and um, to give me his direct handshake, to look me straight in the eye and say, I like this, and I, I approve what, you're, what you want to do here, and I give you my blessing, and maybe you'll make some money with it. So... You know, what more can I ask for, right? Absolutely. You know, this whole thing of the falsetto, I really wanted to get into this with you because if you can't pull that off, the thing, I could see where he would really be interested because if you did it and it sort of, uh, it was close, but it was quasi-humorous, you kill the whole thing and never goes anywhere. It's tough to pick people anyway to do that and to do it in a way that people will say, okay, I want to pay to see this person perform like this other person that I, I'm a fan of. i tell you something, uh, and you must have been reading my mind, because one of the comments that Frankie Valley said to me was, Mark, one thing I want you to really keep in mind, do not make this a parody you know, because of the high falsetto, it would be insulting. And I said, sir, Frankie, I, I promise you, I want to be in your skin, in your shoes. I want to be, believe in my mind that I'm on your stage and I'm going to deliver it with the utmost class because I said, sir, you are a very classy man. You've got great style. You deliver, you knock it out of the park every time. And I said, that is my goal is to bring it uh, that way. And he said, Mark, I couldn't ask for anything more. But that was a strong point that he wanted me to keep in mind. Don't make this a, a joke or a parody. Well, and that's what's so great about what you do. And people can go to YouTube and see this stuff. A song like, you know, You're Just Too Good to Be True. It's a great song. And you don't have to do it exactly like him. I've heard other people do the song. But, but Sherry, 
there's only one way to do it, and, and, and you hit that. It's just uh, it, it's such a fantastic thing. Did you spend a lot of time looking at films and so forth and kind of watching it? Because his career, as you mentioned before, make a little change in terms of the type of songs he was singing and so forth. That's right, exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of perspectives on how to uh, present, uh, as you just said, um, can't take my eyes off you. Been presented in many different uh, uh, genres and different presentations. As a matter of fact, there's a song currently out that was recorded by the Four Seasons called Bagan. That song has been getting a lot of airplay through a group called Mainskin, Manskin, which is a real edgy alternative group with a lot of grungy type style guitar playing and all of that. But it's a Four Seasons song. And it's being introduced to a lot of the younger generation. Now, I have a, I have a child. Well, she's not a child anymore. Uh, she's a young adult, just had her 21st birthday in August. And as you can well imagine, she's very, very well uh, versed with the Four Seasons. She sure. heard me rehearsing all the time at home with it, right? All the young generations, that's what's so beautiful about it, too. Uh, Frankie Valley mentions this uh, with the advent of Jersey Boys, the, pro- the production of Jersey Boys. So I did study a lot, as your question was, did I watch a lot of what he's doing and how he's doing it? And so I really uh, focused in on that because let's keep in mind, and every time I go out to do a show, it's deeply uh, planted in my mind. Remember, you you promised directly to Frankie Valley that you're going to uh, help other people enjoy what he does. And so that's a, that's a big, big part of uh, mindful of that. That's what I love about Vegas, and we talk to some of these people that do these tribute acts, and the ones that are really good, I mean, the ones that you play in your trip around, there's a certain respect for who they're doing the tribute to that really comes across. And like you said before, it's not a parody, quite the contrary. The fact that you can get people to think for a while, wow, this is like San Frankie Valley, has got to feel great. Well, it is. And, you know, uh, my association with the Four Seasons um, – uh, beyond the obvious that we're talking about here with Frankie Valley is that uh, back in my formative uh, years of getting this all prepared and rehearsed, uh, getting it all ready for the stage, uh, through that time frame, I met Tommy DeVito. And Tommy, as you well know, the orchestrator, the originator for the Four Seasons. I met with Tommy DeVito. I had dinner with Tommy DeVito. I sang for Tommy DeVito. I met Tommy DeVito through his older brother, Nick, Nicky DeVito. Nicky DeVito was with the group when they were called the Four Lovers, which evolved to become the Four Seasons. Nicky DeVito heard me performing uh, here in Las Vegas over there at the Boulder Station when I was doing a show mm-hmm. over there. I didn't know it was Nicky DeVito. Nicky DeVito. He waved me over after the show. He says, I really love what I heard there. I said, well, my name's Mark Maynard, and I appreciate that. I said, what is your name, please? He says, my name is Nick. And then he paused, and then he said, DeVito. Well, my jaw hit the floor, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> and he says, wow. yeah, that's right, Mark. He says, I'm Tommy's older brother. And I says, oh, my God, it's so great to, to get to meet you. He says, well, he said, are you going to be uh, doing some more shows in town? I said, yes, and I told him where. And so then he brought Tommy with him. And then later, we, a couple of months later, we had dinner together. And then when Nikki passed away, I went to the memorial service, and Tommy was there standing there with Joe Pesci. And as you know, Joe Pesci yeah. was part of what was going on with the Four Seasons, too. 
You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps, and we're speaking to Mark Maynard, who is presenting his Frankie Valley tribute on Saturday, April 16th at the Firelight Barn Dinner Theater in Henderson. I'm just thinking that had to be another one of those kind of stamps of approval that just feel good because everybody wants to wants to make sure that they're doing the, the right kind of tribute. And when you get Frankie Valley himself to say, yeah, you go for it. I mean, you asked him ahead of time, which I've never heard of. But then you have the four seasons going, yep, that sounds that 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 is fitting because I think those people are very protective of what they do. And if they thought it was anything but the highest of quality, they're not going to want people hearing it. No, I agree. That's very well said. Yeah, uh, 100% uh, on the target with that. Did you ever think about trying to go and, and, and get into Jersey Boys somewhere? I mean, you certainly could do it. There's no question about that. Well, uh, just uh, two years ago, I retired from my full-time uh, employment with the Clark County Parks Department. So keep in mind since uh, 2001 up to just, uh, which would make it 20 years, right? Because right. we're 222. So I continued to work full-time position to be able to take care, because I've been a single parent, uh, taking care of all the needs and wants of the kids. I have a family of three, uh, uh, one son and two daughters, and I wanted to make sure that we had a real good uh, medical plan, which the county parks department uh, was very affordable, you know, for medical coverage. So my first and foremost was to take care of the family as a single parent, and the parks department really helped me accomplish all of that. So to answer your question about the Jersey Boys, I, I have the luxury of time on my hands now, mm -hmm. so something like that could possibly be scheduled. Um, but I think that for part of it, and of course, um, the presentation that they have is, um, uh, you've seen it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, correct? a couple times. They're very good. Yeah, okay. I'm not ruling that out completely, no, uh, to, to answer that. Uh, yeah. I do have opportunities that I didn't have now uh, before because of, I was, you know, tied up real strong with, uh, with what I had to do with my daytime job. More in just a moment with Mark Maynard, who is presenting his Frankie Valley tribute on Saturday, April 16th at the Firelight Barn Dinner Theater in Henderson, Nevada. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas. But by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s, go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. 
Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi, and I'm chatting with Mark Maynard, the number one Frankie Valley tribute artist in Las Vegas for over 25 years. So we, we follow you. I, I know the best places are Facebook and YouTube. And YouTube is great because you can see some of your stuff. Tell us where to go. What do we do when we go to those two sites to uh, catch up on your social media activity? Okay. So um, the uh, if you go to my Facebook page, and it's Mark with a K, M-A-R-K, and the last name is Maynard, M-A-Y-N-A-R-D. And uh, so you go to that page, and the first thing I have pinned at the top of my uh, Facebook page is that four-minute uh, video. It's the current recent video, um, which uh, was brilliantly uh, put together by Brett Hansen, who himself is an entertainer, guitar player, videographer. He does audio. He's the one that orchestrated all of that with all those great uh, musicians behind me that you see in the video. Worth seeing it. No question about it. Follow him. Follow him on Facebook. Follow him on YouTube. Mark Maynard, thank you so much. We'd love to have you on again. I think this is just the beginning for you. I really Oh, do. thank you. I'm encouraged from what you're telling me, Stephen, and it's been a pleasure, a real joy to be uh, with your program today, and I am so uh, blessed uh, I feel so uh, tremendously a uh, great fortune that uh, all of these wonderful people, the fans, the audience, the the venues, the people in charge of uh, getting the bookings to happen, uh, all of my colleagues, all of my other tribute artists, uh, you know, we're all in the same boat. Uh, and I just I really enjoy the love that we're all sharing with each other. I appreciate it. Time now to introduce a new feature, Desert Health, with nutritionist Melissa Anderson, former resident of Vegas, who is here to help you with better eating habits, especially geared to people either living or visiting Vegas. You know, when you come to Las Vegas, there's great food everywhere. But is it healthy? Well, some of it is. And in fact, one of the things that I found out is real healthy is fiber. It changed my life. And we've got the person, a former Nevada resident that used to uh, work on the, the strip, you know, doing some shows and so forth. And she decided to move into the world of nutrition. Very excited to introduce you to Melissa Anderson. Well, Melissa, everybody tells you to eat more fiber. Before we even get going on this, why is fiber so important? Oh, well, thanks for having me on and letting me talk about such a fun subject. So fiber is great for you because it can really mitigate a number of health issues and, in fact, serious diseases, including diabetes, 
high cholesterol and hypertension or high blood pressure, even colon cancer. And of course, we all know it's pretty good for weight management, too. So uh, and the list goes on. I need all that stuff. So this is great. <laughs> well, first of all, when people think fiber, the first thing they're thinking of is like, oh, man, you know, I haven't been able to be regular. I'll use the word they use in all the commercials. I'll eat some more fiber and that helps. Well, it definitely does help. But there's just so much more to this, right? Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about, for starters, dietary fiber. It's found in fruits, vegetables, grains and legumes. But there's different types. Can you kind of talk like soluble, insoluble, and that sort of thing? Yeah, well, first of all, I have to say, I have taught you well. You are doing great on this. <laughs> yes. So the difference is that soluble fiber, as it, the name would suggest, it absorbs water. And so when it gets into your gut, it's actually really good for like preventing uh, diarrhea because it will absorb some of that excess fluid. And it also slows down your digestion, which makes it really good for um, staying fuller for longer. And the real magic of soluble fiber is that it's, I like to think of it like the sticky side of tape or like a lint roller, where when you eat the soluble fiber with anything else, then some of that sticky soluble fiber will stick some of the other food or nutrients or whatever's in there, toxins to it. And then of course we all know fiber comes back out. So <laughs> it carries out with it. <laughs> so if you're going to have a night with a little more carbs than maybe you normally do, is fiber a good thing to uh, tag, tag along for the ride? Absolutely. I am actually very biased. I think that fiber in general and especially soluble fiber are really good to have with every meal, no matter where you are. Well, let's talk about the types of foods that have soluble fiber. So what are the things we look for? Yeah. So first of all, oats. We all know that like Cheerios are really good for cholesterol. Well, that's because they have so much soluble fiber in them. So oats are a really great choice. And quick nerd alert. Um, I actually, the last time I visited Vegas, brought oatmeal with me <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't find it out there Melissa let me tell you <laughs> I just I didn't know if I'd be in the right state of mind being in Vegas on vacation to uh find oatmeal so I just brought it with me but yes that is good <laughs> and so um like fruits right some oh, yeah. fruits are good with that too right yeah fruits and so I'll just say that like oats are a really good source of soluble fiber most other grains are higher in insoluble fiber, which we can talk about more in a minute. But mm -hmm. um, most, like a lot of fruits also have soluble fiber, but the peels or the skins tend to be insoluble. And that's actually the really cool thing about um, plants, because fiber only comes from plants, not from animals, that it's not all or nothing. Everything is kind of a mix of both fibers. And so whatever you choose, you're going to get at least a little bit of each one. Um, so also things like uh, legumes, like you said, so that would be any of your dry beans. Disclaimer, don't eat them dry. <laughs> <Good Yeah. first. laughs> They're not as tasty that way either. <laughs> no, and your dentist will be really upset. <laughs> so like um, any of the black beans, kidney beans, pinto beans, white beans, uh, like navy or cannellini, they're really high. They're almost, was it nine and a half wow. grams of fiber for a half cup cooked that is impressive. Well, thanks, Melissa. We will talk more with Melissa Anderson next week. Time now to visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. 
Now, last week, Scott spoke in detail about some casinos that continue to spend money on changes that simply don't work. If you want a success story to emulate, Scott says, check out what Derek Stevens at Circa does. I kind of wonder why they don't take a trip downtown and just see what happened in the Circa. And I know everybody, you, you love the Circa. We all love the Circa. But it's just a matter of the way Derek Stevens kind of handles things. I, I think there's a lot more of that thinking that's needed on the Strip, really. You know, it kind of really understand. I think it comes down to understanding the customer. That's absolutely the reason for the success of Circa. Uh, Derek Stevens and Greg Stevens, they knew that market so well because they owned Golden Gate and the D, formerly Fitzgerald's. They had a very intimate understanding, and a lot of the decisions they made were counterintuitive. You know, uh, sports books don't tend to make much money for a casino. So what did Derek Stevens do? He built his dream sports book. <laughs> so uh, he knew that there were not enough pools downtown, that there was a lot of demand for pools and day club kind of vibe. So they built an, an incredible pool with a massive TV screen. Like they went after the things they knew were going to work because they, they knew what their customers wanted. Uh, and they kept the, the room number small. There's probably 500 rooms in that hotel. Probably most of that's comped for these good players. They don't have to worry about selling rooms. That's why the room prices are so high. They don't have to worry about that. They, they just really intimately knew the market. They knew the physical location was going to work. They, they had it all set. And um, they, they actually did something rather extraordinary. They refinanced their debt in like eight months, their construction loan. Nobody does that. It yeah. takes years to, to pay off or refinance loans. And they did it in eight or nine months because the it was uh, business was so strong. It was just there. It shows a business sophistication and uh, just strength of concept and execution. And I, I really do love it. I'm not on the payroll. I'm not affiliated with Circa. <laughs> it's my favorite casino. It's just my sweet spot of vibe and the food offerings and everything. And uh, it, that just is not the case. You've got to have a compelling reason to go somewhere. You've got to have a compelling reason to go to Resorts World to Sahara, to Virgin, you've got to have a destination something. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've just not seen it with these places, and they'll have strong moments. Uh, I've heard the bookings are decent at Virgin. Resource World did well over the holidays. But other than that, there, there's some very interesting and challenging times ahead for these places. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Manchie reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Oh, Vegas, here we go! <laughs>